The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? <laughs> that was funny. It's good. Good being here, buddy. I feel like it's been uh, a while, like three weeks yes. or something. Our pre-Oscars, or no, the day of Oscar show was the last time uh, I did a show. Yeah, you've been, you've been kind of in abstention lately. I was out of town, then... You were out of town. Yeah. And yeah. So now here we are. I know. I, I feel this joyous reunion. Like we should be like running towards each other on a beach in slow motion. Yeah. You know, the funny thing each is each other's embrace. Yep. Uh, I won't be here next week either. Oh, for God. Really? But, but neither will you. No, but I'll, I'm recording something beforehand. Well, we'll see if we can make it happen. You know, right. I, I do have work too. I know. I think. People forget that because I get I, I see people tweeting all the time like, oh, what, you know, where's Dave? Where, you know, why is there, you know, because last week I didn't we didn't have any segments. I played old interviews and people were like, what's that all about? I think people forget that we have actual jobs that keep the lights on in our life. Yeah. And that it's not this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, give us a break, people. This is, you know, we don't get paid for this and, you know, it's free show for you. So. Yeah. Or give us money. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other alternative. Um, or actually, if you know, you can do both. You can listen and give us money. That's true. But the least you could do is throw us a nice rating, a nice review, and subscribe to us on oh, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And that really is the least you can do because that's not a lot of work, and that's not going to make us any money. But it would be much appreciated. Um, you can also get in touch with the show by following me on Twitter at Ryan K A I R, following Dave on Twitter. At MetalDave85. That's right. And uh, where can they email us, Dave? Let's keep that roll going. Oh, we can uh, do uh, breakthebusiness at gmail.com. There you go. And uh, if you're on that email trip, you can send us some show questions, some show topics, uh, anything you want us to talk about, either in the world of music and the music industry and helping indie artists, which we love to talk about, or in the world of pop culture. Uh, Movies, television, science fiction, whatever it is, we love talking about that stuff, too. And so... Any way that you want to help guide the conversation, man, go for it. Uh, Coming up in the next segment, so excited to have these folks back. The droids are going to be here in the next segment. Love these two. We've had them on twice already. Yeah, really nice folks. They are so sweet. Husband and wife, synth rock duo. They get the show. They get our dynamic. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, Sarah and Josh. Sarah and Josh. um, And their adorable little daughter, Riley. She's not joining us. No. Well, maybe. Well, as far as we what know. if we ask nicely, they yeah, might yeah. bring her in. But one thing they do do, we did this in the last last time we had them on. I want to do this again, where we did a segment with them where we alternated between indie music questions and parenting questions rapid fire. Mm-hmm. It was really, really fun, and I'm hoping they're going to be good sports to do that again. I think they will. Why not? Good. Yeah. Uh, now, I have something to ask you. Yeah? Because it was kind of noticeable. You know, I, I, you, you do your best to keep it very inconspicuous. Yeah. But if if uh, if the listeners, if this was a, a visual medium, they'd be able to see that you have like a full like knee leg brace on. Yeah. On um, what is it like your left leg there or something? That'd be my right leg. Your right leg. Okay. Um, yeah, 50-50 shot. Yeah. Well, I can't. I, I can't remember, and I can't see right now because under the table. Um, 
you looks like royally screwed up your leg. I am playing hurt right now. I am in so much pain. Um, I, yeah, I'm wearing a a full brace to straighten my right leg out. So here's what happened. All right, because it is it it might affect the quality of the content this week because it does hurt, and I kind of have my leg like stretched out along the side. I can't put it on the floor. It's a weird kind of position for me to be in and still talk and read my notes, but. Anyway, a couple nights ago, I'm chasing my dog, Molly, through the backyard. I'm not even running fast, all right? Just, you know, a nice gingerly jog behind my, you know, behind the dog. To do what? Just to grab her to get her back into the damn house, you know, because, like, once she gets outside, once we let her outside to pee, we can't get her back in, because she's like, freedom, and, like, we can offer her food, and so she won't come back in. just let her stay outside for a bit. She, well, but, yeah, but eventually she has to come back in, or she'll start digging up the yard, man. How long was she already out? Look, people want to get to my broken leg. Why are you asking so many dog questions? Because No, because I'm interested in seeing how much of this is your fault. I mean, it's all my fault. Okay. I'm a grown man. What am I doing chasing after a dog? Okay, so you're 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 chasing after Molly in order to right. to cage her. That's right. In order to uh, take away her sweet freedom. That's Go right. Go ahead. And you know, I'm not fast. No, because I'm older, and, and, so, but, and I, but you've never been athletic ever. No, in your no, life, to no. Be fair. This is nothing to do with age. No, no, that's true. Those that's of you, true. those of us have known Ryan forever. No, he has never once been athletic. But age is compounding the problem. Age is is exacerbating what is already a non-existent amount of athleticism on my part. Because yeah, I feel like most of your friends have played some sort of form of organized sports throughout our lives. No, that's the funniest thing like, about it. Like as as kids like, you know, God knows I played baseball, football, basketball mm-hmm. growing up. I think probably, probably a lot of your other friends have played some sort of sports and even being in college or whatever. All you have been the consistently yeah. never doing anything. All my cousins are all county soccer players. My sister was, you know, president's physical fitness champion. My dad was a high school football player. My two brothers were both gymnasts, and uh, one of them is a black belt in Taekwondo. Collegiate cheerleaders? Collegiate cheerleaders. And none of that DNA found its way to me. (laughs) But. And perhaps that lack of athleticism might help explain what's happening here. But anyway, I'm chasing after the dog. Um, my right, my left leg slips a little bit on the grass. My right leg lands awkwardly. And by lands awkwardly, uh, my knee goes pop, much like the microphone nah. did, as I said, pop. And, um, I knew, I mean, cause they say, if you hear a pop, that's a bad sign. That means like you probably did something to a ligament. And mm-hmm. I went down and that whole night I couldn't put any weight on the leg. It was swelled up like a balloon. The next morning it was even worse. Like I couldn't even... My leg was permanently bent. I couldn't straighten it out. And so I had to go to the ER. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I called my dad who's a doctor and he's like, what should I do? And he's like, go to the ER, stupid. Hmm. Like, why did you not go to the ER last night when you destroyed your leg? But anyway, I go to the ER. I know I need an MRI. I know that there's something wrong with the ligament. Um, I know there's no broken bones because I feel like if there was a broken bone, I wouldn't have been able to wait till the next day to go to the ER. But maybe I tore an ACL or something. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. And I need surgery. And so I go to the emergency room, and the first thing I say to them is, you know, can I be admitted? I need an MRI. And they said, yeah, we'll take care of you. And so I wait an hour and a half. Okay. Because, you know, that's how long you wait in hospitals. And and every time, by the way, whenever I hear these politicians say, like, we can't have universal health care in this country because if we do, like, we're going to have this horribly inefficient system of medicine. I'm like, what system of medicine do you currently have right now? Because it's already pretty terrible plus that's mentioned the whole thing is if we have healthcare people might use it 
Yeah. Well, that's Good. weird. Go, God forbid. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, you're there for an so, hour and a half. I'm there for an hour and a half. Um, you know, still in pain. They got me in a wheelchair. And so they take me to the back room to the machine to, to have them, like, look at my leg. Uh-huh. And, and then I wait for, like, another 45 minutes. And they finally put me in the room. I never see a doctor. The doctor never comes. A nurse comes in and basically says, well, the x-rays came back negative. And I was like, well, yeah, I didn't ask for x-rays. I knew nothing was broken. I needed an MRI. And they're like, oh, we can't do that here. It's like, at a hospital? <laughs> I mean, we're, but apparently they don't do MRIs in the emergency room. You have to make a separate appointment. And I was like, well, can I make an appointment? And they're like, yeah, but it's going to take a long time because the thing's really backed up. And so I've never had the MRI done. Basically, they just sent my hobbled ass home in a brace and crutches and said, you know, if you're still in excruciating pain in a week, we'll see about that MRI. Well, can't you just go to like a, a, a diagnostic imaging center for yourself and do it? I mean, I guess, but I'm, I assume that that is going to take some time and I have to make an appointment. But I mean, all they did was tell me what I already knew. I, I knew straight out I didn't need an x-ray. They gave me an x-ray. And the one thing I did need, they didn't do for me. And I'm pretty sure it's going to cost me like 200 bucks in, Ooh. you know, the ad- admission because my you know health insurance... You know, it's like $200 to go to the ER. And I'm sure they're going to charge me for the crutches and the brace, too. All for them to tell me what I would have already known that, yes, my knee was not fractured. Did you say MRI when you walked in? I did. And they said, okay? And well, I mean, because, you know, the lady the you know lady who, like, is the clerk or whatever, uh-huh. like, she doesn't know the difference. She's like, yeah, we'll get you what you need. We'll, we'll set you up. But never saw a doctor. You should I'll- take a stand and not pay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll work out for me. You know what's interesting? I had... I see. I'm lucky because when I was when the uh, when I was the first weekend I was gone, I actually went snowboarding for the first time in my life. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. Went with my uh, with my girlfriend uh, to this uh, sort of like mountain resort, and we got like a learn how to snowboard package. So I'm up there, and it's it's funny. I gotta lose weight because <laughs> you're granted, mocking my athleticism. It's, it's a right. bunny hill, and it's not like I'm uh, I'm a lot right now. I'm like two twenty, but I'm like six foot, so I'm not like a freaking, you know, like I'm five foot and 220, you know, but like, I, was, I needed help with the guy to give me like a toe and a push. Otherwise, I'm just like not moving. <laughs> your your mask just fixed you into the ground while you're on the snowboard. It was like, I'm like shimming him going. I'm like, you know, when everything trying to like move, <laughs> but nothing's happening. So then, but what I guess, what sometimes, you know, when I was getting going and, and starting to try to learn some J turns and all that, I had one man where I, the edge just caught planted and I go, I'm falling backwards. I'm like, oh no. And just put my, my, my wrist, my hands out and behind me, major land, like boom on my wrists Ooh. and my tailbone. And I kind of like get up. I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, okay. I'm like, nothing's broken. Oh my God. But it's still even a little bit sore. Yeah. So like when I'm putting like weight on my wrist and everything. So. Do you ever have that moment? Because this happened to me when I when I wrecked my knee, where you 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 suffer some sort of injury event, like you get hit in the head with a soccer ball, or you do something to your knee, or you fall down hard on your wrists, where like there's a brief moment of shock, where like you don't feel anything for a second, and then like you almost sort of feel like your body is just doing a diagnostic on everything, like okay, no wrist, good. 
head, good, knees, everything, all right, you know. Like kind of like when the Terminator like comes back and like you see the little readings on yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. screen. No, you no it just it, it just hurt immediately. Well, uh, yeah, I don't do that either. <laughs> it hurt immediately. You take diagnostic while you're in pain, and you're like, oh, I guess it could have been worse pain. I could have had a bone sticking out of my uh, skin yeah. right there, and then I would have had a, a bigger problem. Well, I need you to be good at snowboarding because I kind of like the idea of us having a new dynamic where we can start being ski buddies together. Cause I love to ski and the idea that we could do this together, you know, that sounds really fun. Of course, now you have a girlfriend, so you'll never spend time with me anymore, but you know, that's true. I don't even want to be here now. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. All right. Can we talk about a little bit of music? Uh, like the music I want to talk about. Well, I mean, no, probably not. Okay. Oh, uh, fine. Here, talk about uh, Chance the Rapper. I'm going to talk about Chance the Rapper. I love this dude. Uh, I was so happy for Chance the Rapper winning all those Grammys at the Grammy Awards, including Best New Artist, which is kind of a cursed category, so I'm kind of worried about him now that maybe his career is going to die because you know, people who win that award, you tend not to hear from them again. But anyway, from Billboard magazine, uh, Grammy Award-winning indie artist Chance the Rapper, he puts out a series of tweets this week, Dave, which clarifies his relationship between him and App Apple Music. You see... Chance got some criticism about his independent status because he did a deal with Apple Music where Apple got to exclusively stream his Grammy Award-winning album, Coloring Book. Right. And that streaming would allow Apple to basically run the album for a limited period of time. Now, Chance got some criticism that he's somehow not truly an indie artist because he did this deal and... Chance had a response. He wrote a series of tweets a few days mm -hmm. ago. You know, you know how those you know artists will do that sometimes. Yeah, like a thread. Like, yeah, a thread. That's that's is that what it's called? Is there a word for that? Yes, it's a thread. Oh well, he put out a thread, and uh, among the thread, he said, uh, "I never felt the need to correct folks on my relationship with Apple, but now that more people have tried to discredit my independence, I want to clear things up." Apple gave me half a mil and a commercial to post coloring book exclusively on Apple Music for two weeks. That was the extent of my deal. After two weeks, it was on SoundCloud for free. I needed the money, and they're all good people over there. I feel like if I didn't clear it up, people would keep trying to discredit all the work we did to make coloring book what it became. I think that artists can gain a lot from the streaming wars as long as they remain in control of their own product. I just want to remain transparent. Folks out there without a deal need to know they're doing everything right just to keep at it. If you come across opportunities to work with good people, pick up cash and keep your integrity, I say do it. Um, I'm so glad he posted this because he is fighting this annoying, pervasive myth that mm -hmm. we just hammer indie artists with that somehow if you're not poor, you're not an indie artist. Or that if you work with big companies, you're somehow not an indie artist. And that's not true. You can work with big companies all you want and still be indie. You can even work with major distributors. As long as you follow the essence of being independent, which is you own your content, mm -hmm. you control the product, you know, you're the boss, and most importantly, you're keeping most of the pie. Basically, what you need to ask yourself is, are you keeping the money and paying somebody else for a service or is somebody else keeping the money and paying you or not mm. paying you as what tends to happen yeah. with record deals? Um, and, you know, you know, are you at the top of the pyramid? And we need to reconceptualize what it means to be indie and that you can still work with these big companies like Chance the Rapper has done. And everything Chance is doing with this, with the, with the Coloring Book album is crazy. You know, he's not, he didn't put out a traditional album, which means 
the album didn't really do a lot in terms of billboard charting because he didn't have you know, you know, traditional sales, but it was still a major hit in the sense that he gained a ton of fans, got a lot of streams and you know, any, you know, he can tour anywhere in the country and bring in a lot of fans. So wait, how was it released? Uh, just I me, mean, just uh, he, did, he did just the Apple Music thing and mm-hmm. then put it out on SoundCloud and anybody can listen to it. Oh, so it's not like on iTunes or anything like that. That's right. He oh what he, is, wait is there even a physical CD? I don't think so. Wow. Well, because well, because for him and his generation, it's not about the traditional release. He sees his music differently than most artists traditionally see their music. For him, it's about getting that music in front of as many ears as possible mm-hmm. to build that fan base, create that tribe, and then find other ways to make money from you know that fan base you know whether it's licensing the music to somebody like apple music or it's you know playing live shows or having products merchandise endorsements that might be the way music is going and that's something we've talked about on the show before but it's a cool idea and um and the fact that he was able to build such a brand for himself that apple music was willing to pay him an ungodly amount of money just for the privilege of being able to exclusively stream coloring book mm-hmm. for a couple weeks i mean good for him yeah i mean you know, it seems like he'd be a good get on this show. I mean, yes, yes. So he, he would be like the greatest get we've ever. So, w- what are you doing to make that happen? If anything, like, why are you just sitting here on your hands and on your hands talking to me when you should be, you know, getting chance to rapper? Well, I was actually going to walk over to his house personally, but you know, broken leg. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not broken, Ryan. X-rays are negative. That's true. Uh, possibly torn. Either way, I can't put weight on it. I have this pimp walk wherever I go. It's the worst. Um, hmm. there's something, any, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, any listeners out there, if you know Chance the Rapper, please put him in touch yeah, with us. Yeah, oh my God, that would be so cool. I mean, because, yeah, he, he's figured it out, and it's so exciting to hear these kind of things, and from somebody who's so young, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, that already has such a great control over his career, and make sure that his content truly belongs to him. He said something else about streaming that I thought was really interesting. Let me go back to a quote he specifically said about streaming, which was, I think artists can gain a lot from streaming as long as they remain in control of their own product. And he's absolutely right. As, as much as we bash streaming services for not paying artists enough, and mm-hmm. they don't, we, we've right. talked about this on the show, whether it's on the master side or the song side of the equation, they're not getting, you know, the creators aren't getting paid enough, but these services could be paying artists more, but one of the biggest reasons why artists aren't seeing more money from streaming service is because of labels. Because a lot of these artists are signed to labels who keep most of the streaming revenue a song generates and only pays the artists that they're signed to a tiny little amount. Because again, mm-hmm. the label owns the recording. So I'll give you some math here, all right? Right. Spotify pays something like seven-tenths of a cent per stream okay. per if you're the owner of the recording, right, you get seven tenths of a cent per stream, which means you would need 142 streams from Spotify to make a dollar, which is a lot. But if you have a decent kind of hit mm-hmm. and you know people start streaming it like crazy, you could make some money there. But that's not the case if you're signed to a label. If you're signed to a label, the label generally owns the recording. And so they're getting the Spotify money and they're paying you, the artist, only a small portion of that Spotify money usually something in the range of 15% depending on how your deal is structured Oof, you right so you know let's let's do the math again if if you're independent it's going to take you about 142 streams to make a dollar right if you're signed to a label it's 15% of that so it's going to take you close to a thousand streams to get back that same dollar to get a dollar <laughs> 
Wow. You know, now imagine how many streams it has to be for you to pay your rent with a song, for you to eat with the song you make. I mean, there's just no way to make the money work in streaming if you're signed to a label unless you are, you know, streaming like Ed Sheeran is. He seems to be very popular these days. Yeah, no, he's doing really well. Good for him. He's breaking all kinds of streaming records and stuff. And perhaps that's that might be why Taylor Swift, by the way, looks like she might be starting her own streaming service. Oh, she's t- tired to hear about Ed Sheeran? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, but she's just never been a big fan of Spotify. She thinks they're not paying enough and they don't right. respect artists. And, you know, she feels the same way about Apple Music. So I don't know what Taylor Swift is doing or what her exact plans are, but she did file a trademark application. Right. For a streaming service. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily... I mean, it doesn't mean that she has a streaming service. Right. Because it's what's called an intent-to-use application, which basically says, I'm thinking about starting a streaming service sometime between now and the next six months to two or three years. So she wants to leave open the possibility of creating her own streaming service. Right, there's getting paperwork done. Right. But does that mean, like, it's just going to be her songs, or is it going to be, like, Tidal, where she'll work with the labels? I don't know. And wasn't Tidal, like, a, like a, a major... Didn't that have, like, major problems? And wasn't, like, a failure? I mean, it's still around, but it's kind of on life support. It actually pays artists more than any other major streaming service, but... And it's not working. Well... Because no, because you know Spotify, because Spotify and Apple have so much more market yeah. power that you know people don't know what title is, and so mm-hmm. you know that that's going to hurt them. But I mean, it would be nice to start seeing services like Spotify or Apple pay something resembling what title does. But um, let me also say this about Chance the Rapper, because I do want to give credit where credit is due when people do awesome things. Chance the Rapper donated a million dollars to Chicago public schools. And wow, this that's has, pretty cool. Right. This has nothing to do with like streaming or, or Apple music or anything, but he's just an awesome guy. And you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I work with education companies and so I like the idea of anybody supporting education and, and um, I'm really glad that he's not signed to a label so that he has the kind of money coming in where he can give a million dollars to Chicago public schools. That's awesome. Good job, Chance. Yeah, man. Like, uh, if there's a good guy Hall of Fame, uh, we got to set up a bust for him. I'm really uh, and you know, and Chance, if you come on our podcast, we will have you on, and we'll talk about how great you are. We'll tell you right to your face that you're an awesome dude for oh, wait, Chicago I, Public Schools. Okay, wait, right to his face. So, in your world, is he coming on with us in studio? Oh, of course, naturally. Yeah. So you're bypassing. Okay. Oh, like so he, we, we, we realize we're we have to bring him down here on our expense, probably. Well, no, he's got the money. He just gave a million dollars to Chicago Public Schools. He can swing it. Wow. Um, we're also going to need him to pay for the hotel. Um, we can probably cook him some lunch while he's here. What do you mean we're the hotel? You the got, lunch, you we'll got spare it. room. You think he'll want to hang out in our room? Yeah. I mean, actually, you need to move the futon out of the studio. Do you think he might be willing to walk the dog? Because I can't walk the dog. I right was going to say, say no, like now, he has to earn his keep if he's going to live here. See, now his lawyers are going to be like, you know, be like, you know, no. It's apparently his dog's an insurance nightmare. Very, yes. <laughs> that is a very good point. All right. So coming up in the next segment, we got the droids, Sarah and Josh. Don't go anywhere. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time. My new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry. Thanks very much for your support. 
Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. They are a husband and wife, North Carolina-based synth rock duo. You can find them on Twitter at Sarah Android and at Joshua Droid. Their music is available at thedroids.bandcamp.com, and you can now support them on their Patreon page by visiting patreon.com slash thedroids. Ladies and gentlemen, we're happy to have back on the show the droids, Sarah and Josh, on the Break the Business Podcast. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Hey there. I don't know how you sneak all these people in our house every time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are thrilled to have you guys back on the show. Just to catch the listeners up, if they don't know you, you're a husband and wife team. You put out a ton of great music. You have an awesome daughter, Riley, who's finishing up the second grade now, I believe. Help uh, help help finish the catch the people up. You know, do my job for me. Can you tell the people a bit about your sound? Uh, our sound. We we like to do rock and roll, but instead of um, most rock and roll today is a lot of guitars, a little bit of some other stuff mixed in, and we kind of swapped it out with synthesizers, a lot of synthesizers and other stuff mixed in, and that's it. So hopefully, it's good. <laughs> well, it Hopefully is. it's a good sound. It is Hopefully great it's sound. Good. Yeah. And Dave is a very tough critic when it comes to any of the guests we've had on this show. So if he loves your music, that means something. <laughs> That's true. I do. He, he's a terrible Thanks, liar. Dave. So No, no, um, no, it's pronounced lawyer. Lawyer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get that wrong a lot. Um, <laughs> I, we've asked different versions of this question when we've had you on the show before, but you know, we have new listeners now, and I think this is always an insightful question to ask you guys. So how do you balance making music and moving your career forward and you know, raising your awesome daughter, Riley? Because I know there are a lot of musicians out there who might be in a similar situation. Well, just a lot of work. You know, it's, it's very important to us, and it's something that we really really enjoy having in our lives so you just prioritize you know yeah i mean at some point you realize that you you want both of those things so i mean sometimes we don't feel like the perfect parents and sometimes we're not able to just hit the road and disappear (laughs) for months at a time so just tough choices here and there yeah but able to do both and it's so worth it too because it enriches our lives and i think that enriches our daughter's life and definitely enriches like our our personal lives so it it works out you know it's just a lot of work and it's got to be inspiring for your daughter to see mom and dad following their dreams i think so at least i think it will eventually i think right now she's so young that it's just it's normal just <laughs> yeah and the more she's getting around She's like gonna other think, other family. She's, she's like, think her mom and dad are really boring. with are like <laughs> tax accountants or something. Yeah, oh. right. I mean, it looks no different to her probably right now. But eventually, she's gonna ex- get exposed to normal people. <laughs> right. And she's gonna be like, "Wow, we do it very differently." Right. She's probably gonna get freaked out like the first time she goes on a play date with somebody's house and realizes that their parents are also not in a synth rock duo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's totally part of the band too, and she she swears up and down we are the droids. Oh, yeah, she'll sweet. say that, and I love that. So she's part of this whole project. Yeah, she makes us flyers and everything. We oh, even nice. uh, we even put her in one, a couple of our songs. I oh. don't think I don't think anybody knows this. So this is like a okay. Oh, well, well, a break uh, the podcast um, <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> I mean, break the podcast. Break the business exclusive. <laughs> Break podcast is fine. I like yeah. that better. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, well, how is she in your music? Because now I kind of want to go back and listen to your catalog and see if I can find little doses of Riley here and there. Yeah, like uh, Revolution. Two two songs back. Two songs yeah. back. Okay. In the in the 
Hayes. We've got her in Like there. in the second half of the song, when it's building up, there's some shouts, mm-hmm. and it's mostly her. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, I thought yeah, for sure Dutch. you were just going to say, oh, yeah, no, she does most of the piano. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. plays the drums. <laughs> See, now this brings up an interesting point. How much is she getting a share of the pie? I mean, uh, you were able to sort of keep away the contract from her. I like that you think there's a pie. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a pie. Right. We, haven't got, we haven't been able to buy a pie yet. <laughs> you think we got pie money? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's she's gotten like a, an iPad game out of the deal. <laughs> there, you uh, go. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, you, it's kind of a nice segue because you talked about how you sort of do songs like in a sequence, like two or three songs ago. And that uh, reminds me of something I read about you guys in the blog Mindful Machines. They did a great piece on you recently entitled Let's Get Digital. The droids are a band built for the net. And one of the things that the article talks about is how you guys embrace releasing your music, not as whole albums or EPs, you know, big chunks of songs, but you release your new songs one at a time and you kind of spread your releases out. Uh, Why do you do that? Actually, it was mostly practicality for us because uh, we aren't able to tour. We aren't able to go play shows live. So this gave us something to constantly work on and constantly update and to just constantly have a, a new something to offer everybody. So we would do, instead of disappear for a couple of years and make an album, you know, we would do one at a yeah, time. Yeah, which, I mean, our, in our previous project, we did that, trying to work mm-hmm. on the second album for that. We were gone for like a year and a half, and as an indie, as an indie that, was, that just completely stopped any momentum we had. So, I mean, originally we were just, I mean, these were just demos, you know, that we were just putting out so people could hear them, and you know, we took it seriously <laughs> anyway, and they ended up just being the songs. Yeah. So especially in your situation where, you know, you can't tour all the time, it becomes more critical for you to always have something out there so that there's never like quiet on the Western front when it comes to right. The droids. Right. Exactly. Um, and and you- I think in this day and age, it, it also works out well because you don't just have the option of a limited hard copy, which, which is where albums really came from right is you can only fit so much right and then it was so cost effective to bunch them up into one cd one even before that one eight track one vinyl etc etc you know and so you had the album and now it's so easy to to download hundreds thousands of songs all at once so what's the point of limiting yourself you know so now that distribution costs are zero you don't need you know, to put your song in Walmart or anything like that, it makes perfect sense for you to just have as, you know, spread out your releases rather than have to combine them all together. Exactly. I love it. And Um, then, then where there is a need for albums still, we do group them. Like we have uh, the first year's worth is one album and then so on and so forth. Like every 10, we'll put it on an album. Right. Right. There you go. And uh, you can check out all their music again at thedroids.bandcamp.com. All right, let's play the game that we love having you guys in here for. Last time we had you on the show, we played this game that was a huge hit where we would go rapid fire. We do uh, we alternate between music business questions and parenting questions because um, we find you to be more of an expert on both than we will ever be. So, <laughs> um, you know, we, we go through these rapid fire. We put some fancy music behind it, and it's a good time had by all. Are you ready, yeah. droids? Ready. All right, I think so. You think so? All right, well, here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. We're about to find out. All right, here we go. Music question first. What is the thing you like the most about using Bandcamp to distribute your music? Uh, they give you most of the money. 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> They're so good at the rapid fire, Dave. Yeah. All right. What is the best tip for getting food stains out of children's clothes? Baking soda. Baking New clothes. <laughs> New clothes. Yeah. Um, New clothes, yeah. The, the one specific brand of hardware or software that you use to make your videos that you can't live without? A camera. <laughs> <laughs> what is that light machine we got? The light jams? Light jams. The box? Yeah. So that thing, it, it's what syncopates the light. The box. That's my answer. It just wasn't very rapid fire. Okay, so so look for a giant box somewhere in stores. Okay, all right. A camera. I mean, that's the perfect answer to that question, yeah, right? Yeah. A camera, camera, like you can't yeah. do any better yeah. than that. Uh, any tips for finding a good babysitter? No. I don't think that's possible to just go out and find a good babysitter. Yeah, that's a tough one. Family. Yeah, family. Family is your close to family. Good yeah. Oh, you work within your network. Yeah. So you, yep. you have you have family around that can sort of uh, step in and watch Riley when need be. Yes. Oh, Thanks very God. Good. Yes, we've been very so. fortunate with that one. What is the most effective promotional technique or strategy that you use when you release a new recording? Good song. Yeah. <laughs> All about oh, the content. <laughs> All right. I was going to say try to be funny, but he's absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. What's your go-to meal when you have to make something quick for your child? Spaghetti. <laughs> oh, can't go wrong. Um, do you have a tip for coming up with a good tweet when you can't think of anything to tweet about? Literally tweet about what you were doing at that moment. Doesn't matter how dumb. We all are. We all do dumb stuff. So. There you go. All right. Back when... Yeah. Uh, Back when Riley was uh, was a bit younger, when you were trying to get her to eat from the spoon, were you guys airplane or choo-choo? I think space it was... Space shuttle. Yeah. I oh, think space, shuttle. space shuttle off the board. Docking. Wow. Docking space station. Yep. They yeah. aim high. They need those supplies to survive, guys. They've been waiting for three months on the Mars colony for those supplies. There you go. And you know what? We are yeah. their only hope. Yeah. And she understood that, and she ate her peas. Plus, I, I like that building up the, the droids brand from the very beginning. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we've been in this the droids, life. Eat your peas. That's yeah. right. <laughs> eat your puree veggies. Oh, oh, how about this? Along the, the theme, because you know, you she's right there on Mars right now waiting. If you guys had to choose a Star Trek character from any any show, Data. any any Picard, you don't even know the question. <laughs> to, to what? Slow what? down, droids. Yeah. Any any Star Wars <laughs> to character. Make out with. Oh my word. What is it? <laughs> Alright, what well, yeah. To watch to watch. watch to watch over Riley. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wharf. Oh my god. Wharf. Wharf. <laughs> Why wharf? That sounds dangerous. Because because yeah. wharf wharf no. at least be able to handle her. That's true. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. spitfire. <laughs> See, I love that they tried to answer the question before we got to the part about taking care of Riley. Like Josh thought the question was which Star Trek character do you just want to hang out with? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> hang out with it, be Riker. Anyway, come on, you're gonna you're gonna lose it. <laughs> All right. Oh god, that was good fun. Yeah. All right, so that's good stuff. So we had to get the Star Trek question in there because uh, we yes. know you guys are huge Trekkies and heck and, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of an upset Only... wharf, don't you think? Well, I mean, he, he's gonna look after her, and if anything, you know, depending on the season, he ha he does have his own son Alex to be as a play date. That's true. Right. So instant play yep, date. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, and you, know, you guys are so funny. And but I, I don't want the fact that you are funny to, to let people think that you also don't rock. And so 
We want to play your latest song. This just came out. Your latest song, Other, now available on thedroids.bandcamp.com. Can you tell us a bit about this song? It's a little slower, more laid back than some of the other songs we've played on this show. Yeah, it's like a dramatic rock song. I'm just I'm excited. It's the first time I played my acoustic guitar in forever. Oh, yeah. oh, we were, oh, 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 aha. Okay, I okay. called it. I said, oh, wow, cool, guitar. You uh, usually mm-hmm. don't hear them do it. And Ryan's like, actually, I think that's synth. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. Because <laughs> we were listening to it, right? And I, I thought it was synth, but it's, so it's oh, a real acoustic yeah, guitar. I'm wrong. Yeah. That tells you something about our synth, though, is you can't always tell. No joke. No, you, you guys got <laughs> yeah. that stuff down. All right. So here we go. This is Other from the Droids here on the Break the Business podcast.
stand alone But there's a million other voices Not your You can find them on thedroids.bandcamp.com. That was Other by the Droids here on the Break the Business podcast. Thanks so much for letting us play that, guys. That sounded so good, didn't it, Sarah? Yeah, that we just it was heard amazing. that. Amazing. It was. That I was mean, so good. we just listened to the whole thing, and it was. Like, and we we hadn't heard very it. Very proud so of long. it. Yeah. Right. I got tears in my eyes over here, guys. That's oh, how man. much the experience meant to me. <laughs> that you just had. Yes. Because nice. we just listened to it. Oh, that would, Absolutely. That, All right, fine. Funny. I get it. We're putting the song in in post. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all jerks. <laughs> Why can't you just play along? <laughs> I thought I was. The curtain is lifted. Lay it, it on me. Because you lay, you lay it on so thick. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. We have so much fun with you guys. Um, oh, so, good. We uh, don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, let me get you out of here then. Before we let you go, uh, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners to help them move their careers forward? 
don't give up, guys. Yeah, don't keep give up. doing just, it. Just do it because you, you there's music that you don't hear yet and you really want to make it. That's all that matters. And just read things and listen to people, uh, get advice. But yeah, remember why you started making music. Right on. Love it. Uh, follow them at Sarah Android and at Joshua Droid. They're very good Twitter followers. The Droids, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank no you. problem. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Friend of the show, John Ratzenberger here with Ryan Carella, author of Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry, available on Amazon.com. Ryan, tell the folks a little about the book. Well, the book's about empowering Well, artists. that's fascinating, Ryan, but it's only a 15-second commercial. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to the Droids, Sarah and Josh, for joining us in the previous segment. You can check out their music at thedroids.bandcamp.com, and you can support their Patreon page at patreon.com slash thedroids. I feel so embarrassed, Dave, that I asked them the question during the rapid fire of what is the most important piece of hardware or software that they use to make videos, and he says a camera. Of course yeah. he says a camera. What the hell? I mean... You should be embarrassed. That's, that was embarrassing. Like, yeah, the, the, obviously. Hmm. It's like, what's the most important thing to make a good meal? Food, dumbass. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I love those guys. They're great. They are so great. They get the show. They get the dynamic. They're so funny. I mean, I, I wonder how many times we can have them on the show before it seems like we're overdoing it. I hope they get in a position one day where they, too, can donate a million dollars to the public school system of their choice. That would. Be That's it. the success I wish on them. That would be very cool. Yes. So they should put out a hip-hop album? or Would you be able to tell the difference? Be like, oh, that's synth. I was right, dude. I, I was right. I'm so he, proud of you. And he just brought up, like, yeah, I get to bust out my acoustic guitar. And I'm like, duh. Well, because I, I usually they do synth with their instruments. But yeah, he used a legit acoustic guitar. Yeah, I'm more a music guy than you, obviously. Because I'm like, I'm hearing, like, oh, that's a nice guitar work. And like, I actually think that's synth. That's a dynamite impression to me. How did I sound again? I actually think that's synth. I'm Droopy Dog. Yes. I'm pretty sure that wasn't an acoustic guitar. <laughs> and your knees hurt and everything. I know. Like no, okay, like it's still in droopy dog. And my knee hurt. I have to wear a brace. <laughs> I receive substandard medical care in the emergency room. <laughs> David's laughing at my pain. Yeah, and the impression, but mostly the pain. <laughs> um, no, that was great. Hey, so interesting little, uh, funny little thing happened. Yeah. I think we've discussed, you know, I bought, I got my Metallica tour tickets, right? For the summer tour. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go see four shows uh, this summer. Uh, two in May, two in July. Now, very interesting promotion happened with this, Ryan. In addition to the ticket, for every ticket you buy, <clears throat> you got a, a copy. Now, it could be either physical CD or digital, and you can give it to someone. Of the brand new album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Okay. So actually, inter interesting little byproduct of the Rush on tour tickets, um, because this is the first U.S. tour in years, uh, they actually shot up to like number two in the Billboard charts, like when this happened, just because of the influx of yeah, CD sales. getting the tour. Because yeah. it counts as a CD sale. Yeah. Now, it gets a very interesting sort of thing, like, hey, there are these ticket prices. Oh, yeah, you get a CD for it. It's like, well, we all think all of us already have our albums. Yeah. Now, actually, granted, I still I still need the CD version, so I've got I I, I they I got four albums in the mail. Okay, right. I'm keeping one for myself, and uh, I may have to give one to someone uh, to like my girlfriend. 
Now, I've been thinking, and I'm thinking, actually, you know, it'd be fun, a little show thing, if I give away a copy to a listener. Oh, because you have some extras and you want to... I got some extras, and I like sharing the Metallica wealth. And maybe bring, uh, maybe some, maybe if a new acolyte can be brought on board, a new disciple to join this uh, unholy army of metal. Um, you know, or maybe if you're an existing fan or just something, I don't know. But uh, I was thinking, like, should I make it a contest? Should I do some sort of, like, trivia thing? Something, I don't know. This would be like the first show giveaway we've this ever is, done. This is basically a yeah, show giveaway, yes. And again, you know, I purchased the album and I'm going to, you know, give it away. So here's the thing, I think, what we're going to do. Okay. All right, you tweet at me, at MetalDave85, right? Why do you want it why do you deserve it maybe well how how, how should we have this worded no i I like deserve it because you know want it they're just gonna say i want it and i like music but like you should make them you know perform for you yes what makes you listener so deserving of this free copy now yeah you're not don't worry you're not gonna pay shipping or anything i'll ship it to you oh wow all right you know it'll be sent to you what makes you deserving of this free copy of Metallic is hardwired to self-destruct. All, All right. right. So let's so run through it. They have to tweet at you. Tweet at me at Metal Dave eighty five. And again, this is it's just, it's my discretion. Yeah. You're no. thinking like, yeah, yeah. oh, is there an objective way to get this? No. <laughs> it's up to me. Okay. Devor, I'm not a dick about it. I mean, you might be. I might be. I Who mean, knows? I feel like if a lot of tweets come in you're gonna you know just get really mad. that'd be a great no that'd be great for us if a lot of tweets came in yeah. that'd be a great thing to happen so again at metal dave 85 why do you deserve this metallic album yeah. and not for nothing but i would imagine you would be more favorable towards the tweets at you that actually follow you on twitter you know not not to give out some tips here but i feel like a follow of metal dave 85 is gonna put you in his good graces Hey, every little thing helps. There you, you know, go. It's, a, it's yeah. a holistic view we're taking. Okay, like like law school admissions. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So uh-huh. that's so, so that's uh, that's it's our very first show giveaway. That's exciting. Let's and, see how and, this goes. And, and only because Metallica just dumps some albums on you that you don't know what to do with, because <laughs> you already own the album, which is why you paid to see them in concert. Looks like I own the digital, I own the vinyl, and now I've got the CD. Yeah. So uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's that. Now. Uh-huh. I've, Ryan, I think you've noticed. You may have noticed over the past, uh, whatever episodes we have, I think, like this 70. Is 78. 78. Wow, we're, we're getting up there. Right? Ryan, I think you may have noticed, and the listeners might have noticed, that every once in a while, not often, but every once in a while, I bring up movies. Yeah, you've been known to talk about a movie. Again, just, you know, I think maybe, I think I did it once in 2016. Who knows? You've been known to dabble. Yes. So I think I've decided, hey, man. Why don't I just go ahead and make this an official thing? Live from the Brown Derby in Hollywood and Vine in sunny and beautiful Hollywood, California, it's Dave's Movie Minute. Come on in while we discuss motion pictures, stars, and all the goings-on around town. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) That's a slow bad voice. What? Goings-on around town. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Right, I feel like the first voice on Dave's movie minute should have been Dave himself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you want to do it again so you can come in on it? Of course, I'm the boss. 
Live from the Brown Derby in Hollywood and Vine in sunny and beautiful Hollywood, California, it's Dan's Movie Minute. Come on in while we discuss motion pictures, stars, and all the goings-on around town. Some of the goings-on around town here. Right, lawyer, entertainment lawyer Ryan Corella has been spotted walking around on crutches on Sunset Boulevard. We're not sure what happened there. Maybe got into an argument with Louis B. Mayer over <laughs> some contract disputes. <laughs> I love that voice. But wait a minute. No, wait, 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 wait. You just talk about movies on this show all the time. All you've decided to do is just create a segment that just lets you talk about movies. There's nothing special about this segment. There's no game show behind it or, or you know, any kind of format. You just want to be able to talk about movies and have like a little fancy piece of imaging. This is so lazy. Ryan, Kong and Logan are out in theaters. <laughs> now, I've seen both of these movies. Have you? I have not. You are pathetic. I, look, Logan. I'm, yeah. Logan Ryan. No, no, dude. The Wolverine movie we have all waited for and deserved a love letter to Wolverine fans. If you if if you're a Wolverine fan, if you're an X-Men fan, even if you're not, okay, if you're an X-Men fan, you're gonna love this. This movie is not is like one of these comic book movies that happens to be about comic book characters. This is basically a modern western that happens to be about comic book characters that we know and love. You can go see it. It's rated R. It deserves its R rating. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. It's uh, it's 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 good R, but uh, it's it's great. Patrick Stewart is great. I'm so excited for that. The supporting cast. I mean, Stephen Merchant's in it. Hello, and he's great in it. Remember the British guy from The Office? Oh, that's well, the oh the, the, the they were all British in the original Office. Uh, which 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 British? Are we talking about the British Office? Yeah, yeah the British, British Office. Okay, yeah, they were all British. So yeah, tall you know tall Stephen Merchant. Man, look. I'm always a little behind when it comes to movies. And so I have every intention of seeing Logan. We can talk, you know, about why Logan is awesome. But it was so good. Let me say that like I have no inclination to see Kong Skull Island. We've done this you, before. Okay, We've done no, this movie. This movie's been no, done. Oh my God. See, don't listen to Ryan, folks. This is why this is not called Ryan's you know, running his mouth about horrible movie opinions sort of thing. Ryan doesn't, it's not like he's the Miami Herald uh, movie writer. Um, oh, is he on the same, is that critic on the same page as me? Or? Uh, no, I, I don't, he, he didn't like Rogue One and I don't. Oh, I see. So I, he's dead to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, Kong Skull Island is, uh, oh my God, a great, you want movies with monsters and monsters fighting? It's Kong Skull Island. Well. Let me just go on a limb. I haven't seen this movie, but I'm guessing... It's great. I'm guessing it's a bunch of people who get on an island and they're not supposed to be on that island. And, uh-oh, there are monsters on it who really make them regret being on this island. Is that... Yeah, movie. Done. Wow. Do you also hate movies that have acts? Acts? Yeah, like, oh, oh, let me guess. There's a first act where we get introduce our characters, a second act where the action comes in, and oh, no, what's going to happen now? And the third act, it all gets resolved in some sort of climactic moment. Oh, real original, guys. Real mature. We've done this movie, and, you know, I'm always kind of just bored with Hollywood's obsessive tendencies just to sequels, adaptations, remakes, rehashes, reboots, and I'm willing to forgive it with Logan because everything I'm hearing about this movie is that it's not just good, not just great, but possible Oscar good. But Kong Skull Island, again, giant ape, they shouldn't be on the island, bad things happen, oh no. This is no relation to Peter Jackson's movie. 
Is there a giant ape named Kong and he's really violent and they're on an island? This is not Peter Jackson's movie. Yeah, because he didn't direct it, but... I mean, this is not Peter Jackson's we're, King Kong movie. We're do, we're, no, okay, it's, it may not be the exact same story, but it's, it's you know, we're doing this again. We're, doing, we're rebooting Kong again. You know, somewhere, some, you know, script writer in Hollywood who has a great original idea lost a job because the studio would rather play the safe bet of doing another damn monkey movie. This is a great movie. Go see it. It's, it's better than Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla. And also, this movie sets up, and it's, I'm not spoiling or anything, this is what is in all the trades, hello, so the talk around town sets up the MonsterVerse. Stick around for the end. The MonsterVerse. Stick around for the end after the credits of King of Kong Skull Island, and you'll be like, yeah. The MCU, the Monster Cinematic Universe? No, well, actually, no, no, because we have obviously Marvel, but basically, yeah, joke. yeah. You're, you're right, yeah. But no, don't listen. <laughs> Ryan doesn't know jack shit. Okay, he hasn't seen this movie. It's a great popcorn. It, it, March is becoming a great sort of like you know time in the movie schedule. It's no longer just like the summer releases now. You've got Logan, you've got uh, Kong. We had Lego Batman in uh, February. Uh, you know, oh my, hell, hell, Disney's re- released uh, Beauty and the Beast this weekend. Yeah. And that's doing a hell of a lot of business. That's the talk around town right now. The amount of business that Be- Disney's Beauty and the Beast is doing. I read Ryan, s- are you going to see Beauty and the Beast, the live action reimagining of the animated classic? No, I'm not going to see that. Why not, Ryan? Because that is literally like everything about that preview makes it look like it's basically a shot for shot remake except it's live action of the original Beauty and the Beast. Someone posted a picture online, Ryan, of of, uh, of Emma Watson with the, the, the Beast character in the movie, and they said, ah, when this happens, then that's how you get this, and it's a picture of Hermione Granger when she turned herself into a cat accidentally in the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> I you feel like you're not enough a the... Potter nerd. You, no, no, not so much. I really feel like you should have done the whole segment of that voice, though. That okay, all right. Let's, let's start no, over. No, you're we're not starting over. We're starting over here. We've got the capability here at the RKO Studios right across from the Brown Derby where you get yourself a nice cop salad. Yeah, they invented the cop salad is here. Is that right? They, that, that is a fact, Ryan. The Brown Derby invented the cop salad. That oh. is an actual true fact. And now they're dead, so... The Cobb Salad or the people that run the Brown, the, the Brown Derby? No, the Brown Derby is no more, except at Disney Hollywood Studios. Where I'm going next weekend. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, I did actually see a good movie. Can I, like, jump in on the segment and sort of talk movies a little bit? Because I finally saw Arrival. Okay. And that was really good. Okay. Um, and I didn't think it was going to be. And so maybe I should give Kong a chance. Because when, when the trailer to Arrival came out, I was going to say no thanks because it looked a lot like contact, you know, strange alien culture. We mm-hmm. have to know what they're saying. Like, it just looked like, it looked and smelled like, you know, strong female lead. Everything about it was contact. And so it took me, but I finally got around to seeing it. I said, fine, everybody's talking about it. And it was a masterpiece. So maybe I need to give Kong a chance. Not, uh, not judge maybe. it by the previews. You do it. You see it. All right? It's great. John, the cast is really, really good. John C. Riley's amazing, and he's so freaking funny. It's it's monsters fighting. It's great. I do love monster fighting. I like giant things fighting. I mean, you know, 
You like Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim, exactly. Okay, was, then you like Kong Skull Island. Was mixed reviews from people, but I watched the whole thing with my mouth agape, and I was like, this is great. There's giant things fighting each other. And yes. oh my God, one of them has a sword. That why, why would he have a sword? He has like things that shoot, but... He has a sword now. Then also, well, a sword that he pulled out at the very end. Or just why not use the damn sword? I know. The very you, you would think that the sword would have come in sooner. Like, yeah, there are lots of things. Also, Ryan, <laughs> going on about town, a release date has been set for the Venom spinoff movie, October fifth, two thousand eighteen. Really? Well, yes, yeah, Ryan. Venom's getting his own movie. Uh, no director tied to it yet. There is a script, and hopefully, it's it is produced by Avi Arad and the team that brought to you other the Spider Mans and everything. And now we're hoping we can get the taste of Topher Grace out of our mouth as Venom. <laughs> All right, who are you channeling there? I don't know. I, I feel like like I'm gonna like look this up because there's somebody your I mean, listeners email us breakthebusiness at gmail He's channeling somebody. There's somebody. In that, like, because I, I, I know that voice when I hear that voice, and I don't know who he's doing. I don't even think he knows who he's doing, but I feel like once we find out who it is, he's gonna be like, "Oh, right, I'm doing that guy." Oh. Ryan, the lines of sanity have become blood inside <laughs> my head after all the voices. <laughs> all right, uh, are we good? Because I gotta like, you know, take some ibuprofen for my leg. Oh yeah, I guess. Although I guess maybe we should bring up. I think it's, we have a lot of artists that listen to the show. Folks, just so you just so you know, just so you're educated, uh, there's a current budget proposal being sent uh, to Congress right now that eliminates the National Endowment for the Arts, the National Endowment for Humanities, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a lot of stuff, even the Legal Services Corporation, which also is near and dear to my heart because they do a lot of good pro bono work. Things that are being set for total elimination and annihilation. Um, agencies have been around since the '60s and doing a hell of a lot of work in terms of r- rural, just very sort of low income, just a hell of a lot of and don't take up a big chunk you know, of the federal budget. Oh, no. Very small, but they pr- promote a hell of a lot of uh, arts education and everything. Um, me and Ryan are not, or would like to have, see them saved. Yeah. Uh, I hope you do, too. And um, you can t- be hoping I shut the fuck up, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, if you want, it's easy to go ahead and call your congressman, because they're the ones that control all this. You can call the Congressional Switchboard, 202 Two two four three one two one. Yeah. Type and, in your zip code and you'll be sent to your congressman's office. And I bet if you use the voice that David uses for Movie Minute, it's more likely that uh, Hello. it'll resonate. Hello, Congressman Badiaz Balat. I'd like to say I'm very much opposed to the elimination of the National Endowment for the Arts and the Humanities. That's right. I'm here at the Brown Derby if you want to talk numbers and turkey and everything. Why, I see... Paramount and MGM have, have just pledged money towards these great causes. <laughs> Wait, is it, is it Bing Crosby? Are you doing Bing Crosby? No, definitely not, Ryan. No, Bing Crosby yeah, sounds more, more like, like this. More like yeah. this. Damn, all right, crap. Valencia Oranges. <laughs> We're going to figure out who it is. All right, our thanks to the droids for joining us in the, uh, this yes. week. That was awesome. Um, if you want Dave's Metallica album, what do they have to do again? Oh, that's right. Tweet at me at MetalDave85. Why do you deserve it? All right. Thank you all very much for listening to the Break the Business podcast.